Hi, and welcome to Journey to Fatherhood podcast. It's Chinadum here again. And today we're just back with another episode. This time it's been a long awaited podcast episode. Been working with Toby and I, we've known each other for what, six years now, since 2016. 2016 when I was in placement year. And since I started the podcast in 2020, you've always been someone I've wanted to have on a podcast. And so it's amazing to have you now as you're preparing for the next stage of life, going to fatherhood and things like that. So I guess for me, it's more so if people were to ask, what would you say is, I guess, just begin by saying thank you for coming on the podcast. And now the question is, what would you say is your idea of manhood? Let's just go straight into it and just when in the community where so much flack is being put on guys where they're saying, well, being a man means you have to be this or this or this. People are losing the identity of what manhood means or what being a man is. What if someone were to ask you, what would be your description or definition of a man? Um, I guess it's a good question. So I think I, it's always a tough question though, right? Like mm-hmm. if you, I grew up in a household where it was just me and my mum. So, yeah. you know, a lot of these virtues that will often be described, um, being a provider, being a protector, all these things my mum did. So I think it's always good for me. I always try to think of how do I separate it from that, right? What what would be these things that my mum couldn't do, right? But arguably could say she was a good man of the house because she had to be um but yeah i think i'm a christian so it's always going to come from that perspective but to lead to protect to provide spiritually and physically um spiritually i think it's probably more important as a christian um because the other things i guess don't don't are not necessarily required if you're not but um yeah i, I guess there's virtues as a as a man um i guess it's yeah righteousness godliness faith love steadfastness and gentleness um, that I would define um, but I guess it is it all comes down to in a family in a household um, okay. in society um, if someone has to go without to get the mission done then then, then it's the man um, I think there's a focus I think there's a lead um, yeah. I think there is someone who the man directs which way things should and, and can go um, and, and the man's ultimate focus and goal should be to 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 lead everyone to that end goal and mission, right? And if anyone has to sacrifice, and everyone takes part of that in, in that, but I guess specifically for the man, if anyone needs to sacrifice to get to that end goal, then it should be the man. I think that's the differentiating factor, at least the man first. Okay, now what about the concept of a man without, outside the concepts of family? So, because a lot of people can come back and say that. So what would you say a man is in, in all of its generality beyond just family concepts? I think it's the same thing. I think it's the oh, same yeah? thing in society. I think it's the same thing within church. I think it's the same thing um, in, in every situation you find, right? The, mm. Being a leader, the person at the top of the pyramid, a leader is um, someone who knows how to um, move a, a vision and a mission forward at the end of the day. Um and I think you can have multiple people doing that. Um, but I, I think that's a man's role. Fa- family, no family, but you're going to be part of some form of community, um, some f- part of some form of society. 
um, in one way, shape or another, even if it's just your workplace. I think um, doing your job and doing your job well and faithfully, um, I think that's part of it. Again, it's different because arguably a woman should be able to do these things as well. So we can get to the biologicals of things and that's probably where the main differentiator is. But yeah. um, I'm, I'm guessing that's probably not where you want to go down. Listen, it's a long, it's a long one. We got <laughs> a lot of pitchforks ready for that one. But I think for me, it's interesting you mentioned that because I guess many people, I'm really trying to avoid it. But I guess people can always come down to the fact that, well, a woman can do all those things and all those things. And you mentioned something interesting, um, the way you phrased it, where you said your mom, um, you kind of grew up, grew up single parenthood, but your mom kind of had to take that role. Mm -hmm. So those that are turning around and say, well, a woman can do all of these things. Do you think that that concept of making it a normality for people that have the choice, for people that decide, okay, well, I don't want to do this. Let me just do it myself and be the man of the house. Do you think making people pushing that as a normality is what's causing a breakdown in what we now see as what a man is in today's day? Um, I guess based on how I've grown up, it's going to be very difficult for me to say women yeah. shouldn't do those things, right? Um, I'm, I'm very much um, an advocate that, that women can can do those things Absolutely. um I don't, I don't think women are are any lesser than right no should should women do these things is a different conversation right so mm, you're speaking specifically in the home um if, if you're talking specifically in the home there's many roles to be done i don't think you can say you know yeah. whoever brings home the most money has the most important role. there's many roles to be done um and, and i think it's a at least the way i see it, it's a team effort team gets the job done um okay. you know um there was a point where when i got married my wife was earning more than me um when while we were engaged she was earning five times more than me um but at the end of the day that doesn't um say that i'm less of a man because i am less of a provider and and that's why with those kind of definitions, I I, I challenge them, right? Um, because anything can happen. Mm. But regardless, um, my job and my duty is still to make decisions, to lead, to to say this is the direction we're going, and and this is how we're going to to get there. I, I think that's the big differentiator in in my home as a Christian household. Could my mum did do that? Yeah. Did she do it? Yeah. But she did it in absence of someone else being there um, who, who should have done that, um, again, within the context of a Christian household. Okay. okay, so now we've kind of had this idea of it. Let's take it back to those that, the young boys, the five-year-olds, the 10-year-olds, the teenagers, and coming up to the young adults. <laughs> Looking back at things in your upbringing, granted it's individualistic, it's specific to you, but as a young boy growing up in the current time, what would be your advice to a young boy trying to be, as they call it, a real man? But we're going to get to that, even that phrase of a real man. What would you say or advice you would give to a young child and teenager boy? I think it's interesting, right? So um, I used to teach youth. And mm. one thing I would say, it definitely humbled me, right? It's when they're turning about, ah, oh, but you don't know what's going on. I'm like, now's your age. 
when I was on MSN and MySpace, I was your age. MSN. When they're talking to me Bieber. about um, what's going on, on on Snapchat and Bumble, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. you're on Bumble? Do you, do you get what I mean? It's mm. a team now. Um, is it all the same? Yeah, but generally speaking, things are moving way faster than yeah. I can probably keep up. So let me not minimise what's going on at the moment and what young people are going through at now nowadays compared to how things were just 10 years ago do you get what I mean just 10 15 mm. 20 years ago um but if I could go back I think this conversation gets had a lot you know what does it mean to be a real man with with and you know how do you guide young men into manhood and I think it should just be that how do you guide young men young males okay. manhood they're not men and it should be okay. You, if, if you want to believe that men don't cry, I don't agree with that. But if you really mm. want to be fine, but boys do. Let boys play. Let boys make mistakes. Let boys be boys and let the men guide them. Let the men have responsibility. Let the older men guide. Um, so advice, advice is it's okay to be a boy. And it's okay to fail at being a man. You can't, if you're 15, 16, and you're trying to be a man and you're failing at it, yeah, it's going to happen. Likelihood it's going to happen because you're not a man. Um, but seek a man that can guide you. Um, seek mm -hmm. a man who can point you in the right direction. Seek a man that is open and can say, here's my mistakes. Um, and then these are the things I wish I didn't do. Here's are the have other things that I, I I wish I knew and and someone who's open and humble enough to say you know what I actually don't get what's going on right now this is way beyond my time but generally speaking here are principles in any generation you can live by but my advice will be enjoy being a child but enjoy being a boy I think that's a big thing you know especially from the cultures we come from um <sighs> You, your your parents move over here. Some people move here with their parents. You get rushed into being an adult so quickly. Honestly. But I think it's now my, my big thing will be enjoy being a child, man. Enjoy making your mistakes. It's, it's okay. Um, be a boy. Sim simple as. Be, be a boy. Go to school. Have fun. Play your games. Do what you need to do. Um, but but not but focusing on how you're gonna get your 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 six figure job, how you're gonna pay bills, all this stuff. Don't focus on it unless it's absolutely necessary because of the situation of of where you're in or the environment of you're in. Yeah. Um, but but that that would be my thing. And granted, people come from different backgrounds, different circumstances, with different responsibilities. But where you can, if you're a boy, be a boy. That's a, that's a good one. You know, I haven't thought about it that way. And it's interesting you said that because sometimes I think back and I'm like, I enjoyed my childhood. I actually enjoyed my childhood being, as you said, the, I think what's happening right now is the idea or exposure that everyone has. So, you know, this 16-year-old being this multimillionaire, 16-year-old boy, um, young boy that's now making trends, social media now makes it um, almost a requirement 
because you have access to all this information at a certain age you need to now become a 50 year old man in a 10 year old's body a 60 year old man in a 16 year old body in terms of achievements and things like that when i go yeah back to, yeah i think yeah i think yeah but i 100 percent stand on that right so like i said circumstances dictate a lot so as a mm. child i probably had way more responsibility and and faced a lot more things than i probably had to at the same time when i was year four year five i could sit down I could eat my crisps, probably calling them crips at the time, and watch to watch Dragon Ball Z, um, and, and, and and with 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 no care in the world, right? Yeah. What's the worst that's gonna happen? I don't do my homework. Okay, like like th- those are the things I sh- I enjoyed. Do, do, do you get what I mean? Mm. Not I'm um, ten years old and I'm watching this eleven year old YouTuber. Um, build his crypto portfolio and I'm a failure because because I don't have mine do, do, do you get what I mean my, my job at that age was to watch Dragon Ball Z that that was my job to enjoy to relax to to be raised um that's I, I as a young child I don't think I should have been my own responsibility and, and when you're talking about what the role of a man is um you know responsibility is a big thing and and so if if that is the situation, then my big thing is father or male figures. You know where where are they in that little boy's life? Do you get what I mean? Rather than I just don't. I yeah, maybe it was just a question, but I just don't think how does how does a young boy become a man? It should be a question a young boy has to think about so young until they're ready. Sixteen, seventeen, again comes down to family and circumstance, but. Be as be a boy as long as they need to be a boy for. Okay, I hear that. Interesting. We said that. I think a lot of it, whilst a boy can decide to be a boy, whilst they're a boy, it then comes down to the male role models or the father figure or the father themselves. I think what's happening right now is you know people are seeing oh. I wish I knew this when I was growing up. So I'm going to make sure my kids stop from early learning about yeah, trading, yeah. learn about crypto. Yeah. Like you, I won't even be surprised if there's an 11 year old boy that has a cryptocurrency account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where I think sometimes what's happened is trying to put this nicely because of the failings or, or because of the regrets of the fathers when they were younger, mm-hmm. they're now without realizing put so much pressure on their child to, as you say, become a man before their time. By yeah. making making them, even though they don't need, based on the circumstance, they're okay. But almost being geared into doing all these grown-up stuff so that they can be generational wealth and all of those things. What yeah. do you say to that? Because some can say, well, they're setting their children up better off than they were. Mm. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Do you get what I mean? There's, mm. there's no way I have kids and not help push and hope they do better than me. Yeah, but. No- at the expense of their childhood that that that's my point it, it can't come at the expense of their childhood my kid wants to go play football in the garden i'm telling them now nah, come here and watch these how the how the stocks are going today mm, it's it's it, it, it shouldn't be that if my child's like no nah, i'm interested i want to learn or do you go know i mean i i didn't get into the nba so my child now has to do three hours in the morning four hours mm. at night when they don't want to and I'm making them do it then 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 no um, my job should be to 
to guide and to watch. And, and, I, and I think inevitably, speaking for myself, I, I think inevitably I'll end up pushing my child into becoming who I wanted to be. And I can completely miss who my child should be. Ooh. If I was who my parents wanted to me, I would have gone into and failed and hated doing medicine, probably. Um, now I'm doing something and beyond even job and career and doing things and being a person beyond who my parents even, or beyond things that my parents could even imagine, jobs they didn't know existed, didn't exist at the time. Um, being, leading, um, becoming someone they beyond they even knew was capable. And, and that's why I'm, mm. I, I think it's something I think about often, right? Yeah, I do have hopes and aspirations for my kids. Yeah. But I also have to be aware I don't know everything. Mm. So very easily, um, I can be like, oh, I want my kids to get into tech and be a software engineer because them salaries there. And then they become a, a, a software engineer and then that becomes a normal salary then. And then there's a job I, that doesn't even exist. I don't even know about. My, my kids have a gift or, 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 or they're supposed to be in ministry full time. And I've said, nah, you're doing this job. Do, do, do you get what I mean? I think it's, it's my job's to be a guide, um, to lead a, alongside them not necessarily to tell them what to do in every aspect of, of, of it. Obviously, as a as a parent, yeah, you tell your kids what to do. It's just standard. But um, it can't be with selfish aspiration. I hear that. And, and it's amazing that you made that point. We've covered a bit of it. Mm-hmm. The issue of men or fathers trying to live out their regrets oh you know i didn't make it to the nba like you briefly pointed now you have to make that's painful by the way it's not it's not a small thing <laughs> Listen, I, was you're the foot, one. I was i was i was five foot six trying to get to six foot six uh... toby i'm telling you listen i don't you know i didn't even know we we're the same height i was five foot six trying to get to make it to the nba and it's <laughs> interesting <laughs> you really have the shared same story but for me it's like when I think about it, it's like I spent years and years waking up early, training, 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 mm-hmm. was traveling sixth form. I was going all the way to Berm and Bromley when I was living in Thamesmead. Mm-hmm. So I put in time, you know, hoping to get that break. And sometimes I've often wondered, I know I would definitely want my kids to get into um, sports because, of course, mm-hmm. I guess anyone can say, you know, the health benefits and all of those things. Mm-hmm. But I often wonder. Would I be the, am I going to be the guy that will steer my kids? I don't want to make them do anything, but I think it's one of those things. Sometimes we don't realize we're making people be like us without doing it. Mm. So to that concern, of course, we know you shouldn't force your kids to do anything just because you didn't get to do it. How would you say for those people that have already done that? Let's say even beyond just sports, you know, we have, let's be honest now, we have men that are pastors or men that are teachers that mm. force their they have kind of steered their kids toward that area. Mm. And as a result of that, we see eventually there's a, sometimes there's a disconnect where there's no relationship because Mm. they were doing it just because dad said so. Mm. But those people that are about to do that, what would be your key take in terms of helping them instill the right values and also not bending the child to their will completely. And also for those that have already made the mistake, how can they fix that? 
So I'll, I'll try and answer as best as possible. Yeah. Uh, and I probably won't answer from the perspective of a parent because I'm not, I'm not there yet, right? Same but what I'll answer is from a perspective of a child. Yeah. Um, I'd answer from the perspective of someone who's worked with young people for a while. Mm. Uh, then just from a biblical perspective as best as possible, right? So looking at it that way, um, love your child, you know? And, and I think it's it seems simple to say, um, but I think so often we, we find parents do these things for their kids and then they, the kids get to their 20s and 30s and the kids are like, never asked to do any of that. That's a hard pill to swallow. And, and I feel like, but the parents' response is always like, but I did it for you. I did it because I loved you. Mm. And then you ask the child and the child's like, my parent never told me that. But the parent's like, but look at all I did. But then if you go to the Bible, even God goes to Jesus and said, this is my son of whom I'm well pleased. God, God could have said, I'm, I'm, I don't even show you love i am love i don't need to say that but even god can say this is my son of who oh, i am oh, well please. pleased and i don't think that should ever be taken for granted i never saw it that so, way. and i think out of that you can at least i hope to direct my child children child or children as best as possible mm. um because then I can say, all right, I'm pushing them, but is this out of love? I, I, I want my kids to be physically fit. Love drives me to help them do that. If my kid says they want to do gymnastics and it's making them physically fit, let them do. I don't have to make them play basketball. Um, if my kid says they hate basketball and they love football, eh, it's going to irk me. And yeah, out of love, I might take my kid to a few football games and I'm going to hate all of it. But out of love, um, I think it should be sacrificial. Um, at the same time, do you get what I mean? Your, your kid can't run you about doing anyhow, anything. you got to teach, I hope to teach my kids um, how to commit to something, how to stick to something. Um, and, and there's going to be elements, of course, where as a parent, I, I know best. But I think it's, with that responsibility, I, I have to always search myself and make sure I'm not doing things out of selfish reason, out of self-gain. Um, yeah, I, th I, think that's, I think that's important. Okay. And then the second part of that question was for people that have already made that mistake or have now seen the result of their mistakes where there's now no relationship. And like you said, mm -hmm. where the child said, they never loved me. Mm. How can they repair or is there, mm -mm. how can they re amend those relationships? Um, I think reconciliation is important. I think, mm. uh, and I, and I think it's two ways, right? So yeah, let me, I, I think for the parent, it's acknowledging it and voicing it and speaking to it. And that, okay. that's, that's important. Don't roll it under the carpet and think it's okay because you left your kid a house or whatever, whatever. Do you get what I mean? At the same time, I think it's important as the one who's been offended 
to actively forgive and not forgive as in, oh, my parent has done this and I could be a bad child. I could have, I could have been in a gang. I could have done this. I could have done that. So my parents should be happy with the little I give them. No, genuine reconciliation. Go to your parent and be like, nah, you know what? This actually upset me. This actually hurts. Um, yeah. I want to work on mending this relationship. And it's not a, so what are you going to do about it? It's what's it going to take for us to mend this relationship? Um, and I think that works both ways. Um, but if one side is like, nah, you don't understand, you're a small boy, keep quiet, you don't know what all the stuff I did for you. And the other side is, uh, um, um, I, um, I, I could have been a much bad child. I could have been this, I could have been that. You should be yeah. grateful for the child you had despite the little you did for me. Then it's never going to happen. Both sides can stay in the same place and nothing will ever change. Um, both sides need to work on reconciliation. Um, I was having a discussion earlier with someone and I was saying that um, the biggest mistake is often that we think forgiveness is an exchange. It's not an exchange. You, you offer it. It doesn't, it's, there's no promise of you getting anything back. Um, wow. Forgiveness is not, I'm giving you forgiveness. So I expect you to now be on your best behavior. I expect you to never do that again. Chances are your, your parents are your parents and they're not going to change. Um, if they've done something or they've been doing something you, you don't like that they talk down to you as an adult. You're going to talk, you're going to chop it up, you're going to say sorry, you're going to hug, and the chances are your parents going to talk down to you again. It's, it's, uh, forgiveness is not an exchange. Under my own roof. Yeah. Oh, you're raising your voice to me. Mm, no, I'm set, settled down. Yeah. You know, sometimes it, it is what it is. But, but forgiveness is, is not... There's no condition on forgiveness. The only condition on forgiveness is um, he forgives us as we forgive others. That's the only condition. Um, so, you know, um, and, and I'll tell you the other thing is, um, I read this quote once and it said, um, unforgiveness is like me drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's so pertinent. And, you know, you're talking about fathers and their sons. Um, there's hurt, there's pain, there's there's depression, there's sadness from from a lot of those um, broken relationships, um, but, but unforgiveness isn't exactly going to solve it. You know? So I, I'll say that I, I I stand by the fact I think it's a two way thing, as difficult as it may be to to hear. Okay, I think yeah, you're dropping a lot of gems here. Um... One thing I really wanted to do, um, I don't know if you, I'm sure you remember, I think it was 2020 or 2021, we were going through Wild at Heart, the book. Yeah. And by the way, for anyone that doesn't know, I even brought it here, I was reading on my way, Wild at Heart, go grab a copy, um, <laughs> like I'm selling it, um, John Eldridge, Wild at Heart, John Eldridge. And one of the quotes he said, um, I remember reading it, because I've read the whole book and I'm reading it all over again, page seven in Wild at Heart. It mentioned a uh, statement, which I'm going to lead to our next question. This extract says, um, where are all the real men is regularly, is a regular fare for talk shows and new books. And the response is, well, you ask them to be women. I want to say the result is a gender confusion never experienced at such a wide level in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. How can a man know he is one when his highest aim is Minding his manners, mm. and 
This opens up a casket of all questions. Nice yeah. guys, good guys, dangerous guys, bad guys, which one, toxicity, which what is it? So to that question, it's almost turning it to you now. When people ask that question, where are all the real men? Mm. What would your response be to that? Um, so I'm just answering my questions carefully because I don't want it to ever sound like I've got it all together and um, after 29 years, I've somehow figured it out. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm still figuring it out. I'm still learning. Um, yeah. um, where have all the real men gone? So I, I would say a lot of the time you'll hear that question from women. And I think mm. uh, someone once said, um, the reason why all the girls you like go for the bad guys is because at least they make a decision. And, and I always thought that was funny. And I think there was a time where I was like the nice guy. And that, that was always, you know, talk to the girl, then it wouldn't work out. I'm thinking, but I'm a nice guy. And then you see who they go for, and you're like, him. It's going to ruin your life. But I, someone, when someone said that, I was like, you know what, it's true. At least they made a decision. Um, and I think it's so, it can be so easy to say, point fingers here, point fingers there. It's because of this, it's because of that. Yeah. I, I think as men as well, I think it's so easy for us to shy away from being a man. I think it's so easy for okay. us to shy away from being men because it isn't easy. Um. Mm -hmm. I, I, and, I, and, I, and it's a good thing you mentioned the book um, the best thing you can do well not the best thing you can do best thing you can do regarding that book is when you finish it go on to the follow up book which is fathered by God and the opening of it to ruin it um, it talks about a scene where a man is trying to repair something and he keeps getting frustrated frustrated over and over and over and over again and it comes to a point where he's frustrated with himself that he can't fix something. He's frustrated with God because he feels like God has led him to do something that he now can't achieve. And then he's frustrated with his father because his father never showed him how to achieve this thing. And it leaves the man in disarray. And I remember reading that and I closed the book. I was on the train. I closed. I didn't triggered. read that. But yeah, yeah I was like... Triggered. I like this is this is I can't read that and keep reading um but it really made me think and I think that was a big turning point for me because I was like you know what I shy away from making mistakes and that's why I was saying earlier that my mum did a lot that mm. people the man providing doing this doing this doing that but Oh, but the reason why I was talking about the salary thing and why it was so important is because being a man can, I don't think, sorry, I don't personally don't think that being a man cannot be measured by execution. Oh, What's what my options? Um, so let's use salary as an example in marriage, right? Okay. What if I don't earn as much as my wife? What are my two options? Either I now dedicate my life to, to chasing money Um. Or I tell my wife, why don't don't earn more than me? But but that doesn't make me a leader when it comes to the finances of the home. No, no, no. It, the, the, but leading and, and stepping up as a man is, all right, this is the direction we need to go. Mm. This is how we, 
are going to get there. Again, not strictly based on marriage or, or family. It could be society, community, church. Um, and, and I think that that fear of even even once you yeah, I think that fear of well, I'm leading whether I like it or not. Okay. And I can lead people into the wrong direction. I can do wrong Definitely. by people. I mistake. Or pe- people are trusting me yeah. with their lives, with their careers. People are trusting me spiritually to lead them. What if I mess up? The, the, the easiest thing to do is to say, you know what, let me not do it at all. Shy away. And at least I didn't make a mistake. So you see, when we read the parable of the talents, the guy didn't squander the money. He buried it. He didn't use it. He That's buried it. What, what was the response? Wicked and lazy servant. I think that um, bit that you just read is is the same call, is the same call out. It's wicked and lazy servant. You, you were supposed to serve. You didn't mm. serve. You took the safe option. You were wrong because you didn't at least try. What did the the the, the master come and say? He said, "I wasn't. I didn't expect you to double the money like everyone else. At least put it in the bank so it could have got me a bit one that that one percent two percent interest at least." Mm. Uh, and I, and I think that is the big thing, at least that I observe. It's the the fear of trying. It's the fear of failing. Because inevitably it leads to, if I fail, I don't even think it's if I fail, I'm going to be embarrassed. Yeah. If I fail, someone's going to hold me account to this and I'm going to have to be vulnerable. I'm going to have to explain myself. I'm going to have to explain why I failed. I'm going to have to explain why I didn't have the tools to make this happen. And it has the, I have to explain why I was incapable of doing what was expected of me. I think that's what we shy away from. Um, I think that's where the real men have have gone. I, I look up to men that tried and failed and tried again, not because of what they've achieved. Um, um, I admire their vision. I admire their ability to see and move towards that thing. Yeah way before they've even got there if they've even got there you know you talk about this generational thing how big is it if you're going to be able to see it i'm talking if you're saying i want my family to be in this place doing this serving in this way five six seven generations and i'm putting in the work to do that now that's that that's something i can really admire that's but but it's a tough one because on the flip side, what if your family doesn't get there? What if your family fails? What if you lead your lead into the wrong direction? These are the important things. Um, so that, that would be my response to that question. I really like the way you've kind of tailored it to even lead onto a part that I was going to leave for the last part, mm. but I'll bring it up now in terms of career job purpose. You know, we hear the word purpose so much mm. now more than ever. What is your purpose? Mm. What is your purpose? I believe you're or people now, even people in a non-Christian circle now, mm. is, what is your calling? Yeah. What is your calling? How do you, how does a man now? We're not talking about boys. We're talking about a man. Yeah. Time that place of maturity and 
coming to form your identity in your soul. How does a man navigate understanding how to balance their search for a career and a purpose? Mm-hmm. Or can mm-hmm. they be one and the same thing? If not, how yeah, how can they approach career and purpose? Um I'd say growing up, this is probably the, the, the probably the thing I've heard most in church, right? Um, I, I, uh, let me start one by one. So first of all, I, I think one of the big things is we've, we, we've made that bucket. Career, purpose, job. We, we've made it one bucket. It, it doesn't, it's not necessarily that, right? What is your purpose should dictate everything else. Um, and, and, I, and I believe your purpose can be multifaceted. Faceted. And the reason I say that is because I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know if it's because of a focus thing. We, we've made purpose this one directional, singular, permanent thing. But my purpose when I'm four is not going to be the purpose when I'm, my purpose when I'm 40. If my purpose in when I'm 16 is to get good grades and pass my GCSEs, that is a purpose. That is something I'm focused on. That is something I'm dedicated to. That is something I'm pursuing. Okay. You, you can't tell me my purpose is to be an astronaut when I'm 16. I'm going to be failing at my purpose. And I think it does come down to definition. But if it's what is the thing you are made for, what is the thing you are created to do, if we want to go by that definition. Again, as a Christian, if I believe our purpose is to serve, worship, and love God and love others, that comes in so many forms. That comes in... In, in so many variations. It leads me in different ways. I can serve the homeless. I can preach the gospel. I can be diligent in my workplace. But I'm still underneath my purpose. How that takes form, how that takes flight is, is different in different circumstances. So my job comes under that doing my job faithfully um is, is is under my purpose if i if i believe that as a, as a christian but my purpose my purpose can't be to i, I don't know to, to become i don't know to become a ceo of this company right because i always find it funny no one ever says my, my purpose is to be a cleaner no one ever no one has a low-paying purpose why you know it it, it, it can't be everyone's purpose is a everyone seems to have a high income purpose um and that always makes me think in terms of is that really the case so i guess that's how i see it i don't don't think your purpose is attached to your job or your career do you have no purpose if you've lost your job if you if you if you're in if you're unable to work now, are you purposeless? Um, you know. Okay. So. so drawing it back, so in a way, you're saying the purpose is the pillar or the foundation. 
And then from that sprouts career, calling or aspirations and things like that. So in terms of the career part, everything, everything, how I speak, what I do, what I say, yeah. how decisions, everything. And I think for many people listening to that, it, it hopefully it's very liberating to hear that because I think sometimes it's, what's my call? There, there's, I think in the time that we're in, it's the idea that everyone should know everything that's going to happen in the next 20 years of their lives. So they're trying to round up everything to try and, operate okay this is the career tech is the way forward that's the rest of my life and it's important for people to go back to the very core of it and for me i say it unapologetically that's why it's good to have a relationship with god like there's nothing that brings more foundation than that where your purpose is defined already going now because of, um just to cover a few things wanted to touch upon relationships um we've had years of conversation on this topic um bouncing ideas from you and just helping me in that journey as well and having seen you from 2016 to now being married almost coming to a year and now expecting a child soon what would you say you've learned before what what did you say you learned over the years that then got you to the decision okay my now wife she's the one I wanted to marry how did you come to that stage I think it's a really good question. Um, so is the question, why did I want to marry this person that is my wife? Or is the question, yeah. why did I get married? So it's, it's a two-part question because people, they have multiple relationships, different times, mm-hmm. and then they now decide, okay, this is who I want to marry. I'm ready yeah. to marry, and this is who I want to marry. So a two-tangent question. Yeah, so I think it's first important for me to make it clear that I didn't... Um, it wasn't like a, a one and done thing. Like this wasn't my first relationship and then I got married and then we all lived, you know, happily ever after. Mm. Um, I had a few relationships before I married who I married. Um, and, and, and I think it's important to say because I think that often feels like there's this feeling or, or misconception that this relationship didn't work out because I'm not ready to be married. I, I don't, I don't okay. necessarily think that. I think it takes two people. Mm. Um, and, and I could say I was in relationships where one person was ready to be married and, and I wasn't. And, and other relationships where it was vice versa. Um, I guess people often talk about th- their list I didn't have a list per se, um, but but I I could go into the Bible and I think we often talk about Proverbs thirty one. Um, it's kind of like our benchmark benchmark, and the girls will say, oh, "I want a oh Bible knowledge now." Um, a First Timothy six eleven man or a Titus two man, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's a you, you don't want your ex husband to die. Allow that one. Um, but, um, what I will say is how true is that? How true is that your tick box? How true Mm. is, and when I do find that, how much of a priority is that for me? Um, and and I'll say that that was kind of what I, I focused on and, and I, and I, I really tried to hold myself true to 
um, or I'll just constantly be chopping and chasing the quote-unquote perfect woman. Hold up, hold that thought. Interesting you said that. We, I remember a couple of years ago, we used to have this conversation mm. and it was only after you said that that cleared my mind. <laughs> I'm even laughing that I used to ask a question like that. But the concept of the one, the one, mm. the one, the one. Mm. <laughs> Is there anything such as the one? Uh, I don't yeah that smile's coming out now <laughs> I don't believe there is a mystical force that draws me to the one do I believe marriage is one and done until death do us part 110% or mm. I wouldn't get married do I believe that I'm on the train, another girl's on the train. I look left, she looks right. We lock eyes. My heart screams out to me, that's the one. Melodies. Heart screams, that's the one. I run up to her, she runs up to me. We look each other in the eyes and say, I've been looking for you, I found you. You are the one my heart longs for. So you uh, my dreams. I don't think that's that, that was, that's definitely not my story. And it, and it could be someone else's. Yeah. I, I think it's the exception and not the norm. I think it takes work. Um, mm. I think it takes effort. I think it. Um, I, I think I think marriage relationships are, are built. They're not. Um, they're not just to be had. Um, they're not given. Yeah. Um, so even if you do find the one, um, it's still going to take work. You're probably still going to argue, disagree, whatever, whatever. But but your your true one you will work everything out with um you will what's a good way i heard it once i heard someone say i will go through all of these things the worst day i'll put it this way and it's based on what someone else said the worst days with my wife are still better than the best days with most other people that, that's the bottom line i would still rather be arguing with my have an argument with my wife and we are married and I'm arguing with her as my wife than the best days with some of my mates. Not going to lie. Do you get what I mean? That, that's how I see it. Um, but it, 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 it does take effort. It does yeah. take building to make it as best as it possibly can. Okay. Two more questions I have as an yeah, yeah. Um, that you led into that place about the relationship as a married man. What would you say? Because we have these conversations. You say that you've had, to, you've been learning a, a new things about yourself. You got, you're both discovering things yourself and your wife about yourselves and your characters mm. and working mm. through. It. What would you say has been the biggest thing you've learned that you've had to amend or adopt or completely change, get rid of? Yeah. So I, I would say. Um, really sacrificially loving someone and it sounds bigger than it is when you say it like that right okay. but the reason i'll say that is because so to to your previous question right if i'm in pursuit of someone accepting yeah. i'm in pursuit of a perfect per imperfect person no, no matter who it is how perfect they are on the surface 
and in pursuit of an imperfect person. So the fact of the matter is, until I got married, I, I thought, oh, you could, if someone said, are you a patient person? I'm going to be like, look, I don't, I don't want to brag, but patience, is your middle yeah, name? that's something I've got down. <laughs> the reality is I was just good at walking away. I was the king of the outcome of conversation. I'm off. Now, if I'm, I can't be able to have this conversation, I'm off. I have to pass this person that I live with six times, jump in the same bed, sit down at the same breakfast table, jump in the same car. Um, so these are the things where I think it, it almost puts, it's, it's, like, um, it's like a magnifying glass on your own life. Um, mm. And I think it's still, still ongoing, right? So I'll, I'll be honest, I'm answering this question a bit light because I always said I didn't want to be that guy after one year say, talking like I'm a marriage expert. I don't know. Is, is going to be the answer to a lot of these questions. I can only say what I'm learning in the moment. Yeah. But in in the moment, it is day by day learning like how to quickly forgive, um, how to quickly resolve, how to mm. carry on in our relationship even if we are not on the same page. How do I love her when I... My, it, it, through my eyes she's not deserving of my love how does she submit even when I'm, I'm, I'm not, not being a person you'd want to submit to um, I, I think these are the things right I think at the moment I think right now if you were to ask me I'm in a place of learning the power of choice and I think okay. so often as Christians we can cast so much down to God is sovereign, which is true. Um, whatever, whatever will be, will be. Um, whatever the uh, these stuff to an extent is true. Um, but if I don't turn over to my wife and say, "I'm sorry," whatever will be, will be means nothing. Mm. Do, do you get what I mean? Um, I'm really learning the power of choice. In, in, in these situations is what I'm about to say or do lead to an argument am I putting my wife in a position where she could sin in anger because of what I'm about to do or say Yeah. am I sitting here in pride even though we've something's happened and oh, I know I'm right 100% I'm right but in my rightness I've said something the wrong way yeah. Then I should still be the. I, it doesn't prevent me from being the first to say sorry. Okay. But I also have the choice to be like, no, I'm right. I don't have to say sorry. You say sorry. When you say sorry, then we can go back to being normal. That that's a choice too. Um, but we 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 have choices. Um, we have choices, and often in marriage, you have to make choices and decisions that you don't particularly like. So that's what I'm, yeah, I'd say I'm learning it at this point in time. Not to say I'm figuring it out, but I'd say that's that's the module I'm doing at the moment. I like the module I'm doing. That's a, a whole essay there. But no, I like that. And I, and, and I appreciate the honesty and transparency. The patience one is very interesting. I think what what people tend to realize when they get married is that you can't say, I'm mad at you. I'm going back to my house. 
because mm. you're in the same house and it, it, you put it very well you're going to be there it's either make a choice to resolve it now that takes me on to the next step you know i always look at it this way even though it's not a set equation boy man um husband father i seem to think that sometimes it comes around those st- stages but it's not preferably yeah huh? preferably in that order but yeah i hear you Prefer- yeah yeah preferably in that order let's hope so um, mm. Now you're going on to the next stage of fatherhood. Mm. And there are two questions I want to ask. What are you looking towards the most? And what are you... What are you looking forward to the most? And what is one area that you're having to work at preparing for? Yeah. Um... I think the answer to those two questions are probably the same. So you mentioned it earlier, right? So I am looking forward to, I'm having a daughter. Mm. And I think I always, my biggest thing with getting into a relationship was my only frame of reference was do everything my dad didn't do. And then I'll be the perfect man, right? So that was always my frame of reference. And if, if anything didn't go perfectly, if I wasn't perfect, if she wasn't perfect, then I'd be like, no, I'm out. Because this has to be perfect. It has to be. Mm. There's nothing that can be wrong in this situation. I can't spot a single fault or I might end up like my dad. Right? So in that, uh, I always, and I didn't realise it until the doctor midwife person said you're having a girl and it hit me instantly I wasn't sad I wasn't like oh no I was hoping I was having a boy I always just assumed I was having a boy because I always thought I was going to be the father to the son that I didn't have and I didn't realize it until I was having a girl regardless I'm most excited about really making the effort to be a dad in, in, and figuring out what that awesome. looks like. And though I may never have seen it for myself, I get to learn on the job and, and be it. And that's why I'm looking forward to the most and being quite open about that, being quite leaning on other people to guide yeah. me through that. Um, learning more stuff about myself that maybe marriage alone can't teach me or I can't learn as I've in the same way I've learned about marriage let me not make marriage sound like the ultimate teacher um I'm looking forward to learning about my relationship with God I think I struggled for a lot of years of God as a father um for years and I think that that's something I'm looking forward to I'm looking, not necessarily looking forward to it, but learning who I become out of the mistakes. I think that's something I'm, it's inevitable, right? I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to make mistakes at some point. Learn, learning through that and, and dealing with that in myself. I'm not going to believe that that's something I've got down, right? I'm going to mess up on a dad and it's probably going to hit me. It's going to hit me hard. Like, yeah, you planned your whole life around being this perfect dad and now I have to come to the reality that I'm not 
but I am looking forward to that. I think used the word earlier. I think it'll be probably one of the most liberating days of my life. Um, but for right now, I can say it's probably quite a pretty strong hold. But I'd say it's it's similar as to you know it's in the same vein as what I'm wary of, and and that is um. You, it's a minute left. Should we? Do you want to? Yeah. Cool, cool. I'll hold that thought. Strange. I'm tempted to carry on, but I don't want to risk it. Let me let me end with something and I'll go on. Alright. I don't. I thought it was like if it was more than three people, but yeah, it should be okay. Should we carry on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, if you could just go back a few seconds ago. Yeah. So and then what I'm. You said what am I not looking forward to, or what are you? Um, what what is it that you're preparing to? You're preparing yourself to deal with, or yeah, to yeah. address. Yeah, so I think it's that not being the perfect dad. When you when I say that out loud, it sounds like that cop out answer when you're on a job interview. What are you not good at? And then you say organized around. I'm too good at my job. That's that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. I, I, I was trying to lay the the groundwork of where it comes from. So yeah. I didn't I don't have a frame of reference for a father in the home so my frame of reference is be everything he wasn't and then you'll yeah. be a good dad and it's and i was saying that it's not a good reference point doing the opposite of everything that went wrong is not good that 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 and and so i was saying that's going to be my biggest challenge is coming to accept and and and, and face the fact that i'm not going to be this perfect dad that I always wanted. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be the, the biggest thing. Um, I'm going to make mistakes. But I said that what comes with that is also making sure that my the kids and my wife don't walk around on eggshells trying to be perfect, have everything right. I want there to be grace. I want them to be freedom, to be like, yeah, didn't get things wrong or I didn't get an A on the test, I got a B or you know, whatever it is, but I was saying that it comes from me. I need to be able to put my hands up and say, look, I've, I've made a mistake or I didn't go about this the wrong way. I'm sorry. Um, it, it, that's that's where it comes from. And, and these are the things I was saying earlier about, you know, what makes a good man. I, I think these are the things. It's We're going in this direction. This is how we're going to get there. Mm. How does everyone want to contribute? Because this is not a dictatorship. Whoop, guys, look, it looks like we've started making progress and I got it wrong. This is not the, the right direction. Let's figure it out. But I got it wrong. I'm sorry. Honestly, I think that's the courage to accept when you're right, when you're wrong, and when you need help. Those mm. are the three things I think. Um, yeah, when you're wrong and when you need help, those are very important areas. So we're going to go through our five questions just to wrap it up. Five mm. questions coming at you you don't think about it just first thing that comes to mind mm. you ready yeah I'm go for it. this is the job interview part of it yeah um, mm. <laughs> first question mm. let me just make sure that okay first question favorite color very mundane Black. second Black. question favorite meal don't think too much it's, it's too difficult. I love food, all, all manner of foods. 
Diagnosity. Um, favorite meal. Don't combine everything and call it a meal. Favorite dish. Favorite dish. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up the name, but uh, my wife makes a good cashew y pepe. Yeah, we'll have to research that one. Cashew. Yeah. <laughs> Third question. Best place. Oh wait, like go to... back. It's suya. It's suya. It's suya. Let me not lie. It's suya. Dodo gizad. I'll stop there. Dodo you just gizad. switched three times. Third yeah, question. What is your ideal place to live in if you were a city or an area that you'd like to live in? Any quiet place near London. Any quiet place near London. Where's your dream holiday setting? A cruise between Spain and Portugal. And what makes Toby a man? Being able to say I'm still working on it. Ooh, like it. The first four were just pre, they were just on the side. The last one was the best one. And honestly, with that saying, with that being said, I appreciate you for coming on here, sharing so much. There's a lot of convers- a lot of big messages in the conversation we've had. And I'm looking forward to hearing the response and seeing how people receive this, but more so just people that will take this in and find out and realize that, like you said, working and knowing that you're not at a perfect stage you can never be perfect but owning up to that in terms of what manhood means fatherhood means and a whole journey in between as well mm. but with that thank you so much for coming on man it's it's i'm glad that we can have these are conversations we have in our private times but i'm happy mm. that we could share a snippet of it to the world because these are big big conversations big questions we've answered here today so thanks Definitely. for that man really appreciate it coming on no worries, no worries at all, anytime.